Well, I'm going to continue to focus on our first reading from St. Paul to the Romans. And also today we commemorate the memorial of St. Uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque. And I would just, uh, hopefully it's not too personal here, but uh, just uh, give a, some honor to my, my mother. Uh, it's her name day because uh, her name is Margaret and she's named after St. Margaret Mary. And it's uh, her prayers. I know that, uh, you know, I attribute my salvation and my priesthood to her prayers, so I want to honor her just briefly in the beginning of this homily. Well, as we go on here, as we travel through Romans, uh, we're learning more about grace. If we can recall back uh, this past Tuesday, um, we learned about the grace of God, or the justice of God that has been revealed to us from heaven. And then at St. Francis, it was uh, yesterday, I preached about how that grace that's revealed to us through the gospel uh, has been merited for us by the sacrifice of Christ. The atonement that he made for us merited uh, the grace that is given to us. So that incredibly mysterious and wonderful reality that we refer to as grace that lifts us up and unites us to God, that links us to God, that is given to us for the sake of Christ, on Christ's account, because of his suffering, because of his merits, because of what he did for us in the cross. And then as we continue on through Romans, we learn about how that grace that was won for us by Jesus is subjectively applied to us or appropriated by us as individuals, how it's brought into our life and uh, and made real for us. And uh, this is what we're looking at in Romans 4. So uh, we're going to start speaking and learning about the, uh, the, the different aspects and truths of the subjective appropriation of grace in our lives. And uh, today we've got this phrase that I'm going to focus on here. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him. It was credited to him. Uh, as righteousness. This goes back to a Greek word, logizomai, and it has to do with reckon. Sometimes it's translated it's reckoned or it's credited. It's essentially in God's estimate, we are righteous. In God's estimate, God is reckoning us. He's, uh, he's recognizing us as uh, righteous, as just. Now, in the 16th century, there was a priest uh, by the name of Martin Luther, um, and uh, and he made a theological error, and he taught that error quite broad, broadly, spread it about, and it's put into motion the Protestant uh, movement. And uh, be careful of those Catholic priests. They cause a lot of trouble, okay? Um, and the, the mistake that he made is he focused on this word, logizomai, and he basically said, you see, what St. Paul is teaching us here is that God credits us with righteousness, uh, but it's only in his estimate that we're righteous. We're actually really sinners, but it's for the sake of Christ that God just merely reckons us or accounts us as righteous, but we're really sinners. And so then uh, Luther went on and he talked about this verse here uh, with St. Paul quoting the psalm. It says, those whose sins are covered and... Uh, Luther put forth a kind of a, a very vivid metaphor. He says that we are really dung hills. We're dung hills, okay? Hills of manure. 
and we're covered, we're just simply covered with white snow. And that white snow is Christ's righteousness, but it's not really our righteousness. Uh, really, we're just dunghills, okay, but we're covered with the snow of Christ's righteousness. So we're not truly just. We're not truly uh, justified. We're not truly made holy. We really are just sinners, and we're just estimated in God's mind as being just. But that that's an error. You see, whatever God reckons as just is truly just. And this brings us back to the mystery of God's justice, the mystery of his grace by which we are justified. We are not just covered with God's righteousness, but we are given it. It is infused into the very depths of our being. And we are transformed in the innermost levels of our soul. We are truly just, and that's why God reckons us and esteems us as just. Because he looks at us and he sees no sin. He sees the sin has been forgiven, it's gone. And what he sees is the truth. He sees that we are holy. He sees that we are sons of God, that we are daughters of God in truth. And uh, this, this brings us to St. Margaret Mary. There's a famous story uh, from her life where when Christ began to initially appear to St. Margaret Mary, she says to her confessor, you know, I think Jesus is appearing to me. And, of course, her confessor, who started to function as her spiritual director, needed to uh, discern whether this was from the devil or whether this was really Jesus coming to her. And this is a process that's very common to saints. Their, their priest confessors normally have to put tests and, and discern whether this is an authentic apparition. And so he says to her, well, okay, go, go, next time he appears to you, ask him questions X, Y, and Z. So at some point, Jesus again appears to St. Margaret Mary and she asks him, you know, questions X, Y, and Z and he answers. And so she brings back the answers to the priest and the priest says, oh, those are pretty good answers. I'm still a little skeptical whether this really is Jesus appearing to you. So, Ask him one more question. Next time he appears to you, ask him uh, what what your sins were that you confessed to me. Okay? And so she goes and the Lord appears to her again and she says, What sins did I confess to my confessor yesterday? And Jesus says to her, I don't know. I've forgotten them. And so she goes back and tells the confessor, and the confessor knows that it's really Jesus because the devil, he's the one that calls to mind our sins and tries to make us feel guilty. But when God forgives us our sins, he really takes them away. And so they're really gone. And that's why when he looks into our souls, he really has, uh, as it were, forgotten our sins.